Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, it's a film that you at home picked. We asked for your favourite movies involving dancing. Dance films, yeah! Uh, We're not doing Step Up, as I was secretly hoping. Uh, We are doing instead Billy Elliot. Uh, That is the film I've seen Step Up. I've seen Step Up too. (laughs) Well, unfo- the streets. <laughs> Back to the streets. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's not Step Up. It is Billy Elliot. Although, actually, I'm going to say fortunately, because well, yeah. um, um, I remember really enjoying this film uh, when I watched it as a, as a young man. Uh, but, as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's Tegan Mulvaney. Hi. Tegan, you've not seen Billy Elliot. No, I know. It just slipped off my radar when it came out. Mm. Um, very excited to see it. Probably going to ugly cry, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm in an ugly cry mood, so what, what, get ready. <laughs> um, what's what's the difference between regular crying and ugly crying for you? Like, what what ticks it over into the ugly it's cry? It's very, it's not a lot actually. Um, I'm a snot crier, you right. know, tears come, but a lot of snot. So I should have forewarned you, Rob, um, for tissues. Otherwise, I'll have to use I'll, a couch I'll cushion. I'll get some some available. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I, I cry in Qantas ads, so it's not going to take a lot. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm very <laughs> excited to cry in front of people I know and love and trust. <laughs> oh, lovely. So what do you know about Billy Elliot? Ballet. Yep. Boy. Yep. Um, uh, England. Mm-hmm. Boys don't dance in it like that. Are you um, sure you haven't seen this film? <laughs> <laughs> um, they made a musical out of it. I mean, it's part of our it's part of our pop culture now, isn't it? It's a, it's a it's a one of those films that is referenced a lot. So, um, I have seen this. You know, in, when you watch like top ten dance scenes in movies and stuff, that scene of him dancing through the town, I've seen that, and I remember being blown away by that. So, mm. I'm very excited to now know the context behind that scene. Excellent. Well, joining mm. us is someone who has seen the film. It is the provider of tissues, Robert Woods. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, Robert, uh, how, how are you doing, Robert? Oh, yeah, I'm about a seven. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, Billy Elliot. Yes, Billy um, Elliot. In a, in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what, what, what's it about? What can we expect? It's about little Jamie Bell. It, it specifically, is he playing himself or is he playing no, Billy he's Elliot? playing Billy Elliot. Oh, it's okay then. No, <laughs> honestly... I was going to say, but the film's... Is that his character? No, this is a film's called Billy Elliot. Like, yeah. um, I, I was like, everything I would say about the film is what Tegan has already said. Right. Like, Sweet. It's, it's that straightforward. Hmm. As far as I recall, it has been two decades since I watched the film. Hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, it will be great to be refreshed on it. But from what I recall about it, it was everything that Tegan said has seeped into pop culture consciousness. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's been a long time since I watched this film because I think I watched it when it first came onto television a couple of years after it had been in cinemas. Um, it was definitely before I moved to Australia, so pre-2003. And I remember really enjoying it, um, particularly as, you know, a like 12-year-old-ish English boy being like, oh, we can dance. Ooh, that's nice to know like that kind of thing like it was a very affirming film right um, coal mining or dancing yeah there's yeah. your two well, options now i mean i can confirm being from the north they are the only two options so uh, that's why we moved yeah <laughs> excellent well with all that being said uh shall we watch billy elliot let's give it a go let's do it like 
All right. For those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to go down to mine as we watch <laughs> Billy Elliot. Come on, let's go. Welcome back, everybody. We've just finished watching Billy Elliot. By we, I, of course, mean Robert Woods. Hello. And Tegan Mulvaney. Hello. Tegan. Yeah. That was your first time watching Billy Elliot. Yeah. What did you think? I cried heaps. I didn't ugly cry, though. That was the thing I I had down here. Ugly crying, yes. No, but crying. Yeah, what sort of crying was it? Constant. It it hits all of... I mean, everything, like I said, I'll cry in a chocolate ad um but like it hits all of the notes for me that make me really emotional Mm. there's something about this we were talking about it before this this formula of british films um the performances the um that particular time in british history as Mm. well like when you like knowing the context of it and then t-rex being the majority of the um of the soundtrack Mm. mixed in with some clash and jam and like that's even that has an emotional i have an emotional response mm. to that see this is why i was so surprised you hadn't seen this film because mm. i was like oh yeah Tegan probably watches this once a year or something like <laughs> no that. i will probably will now yeah it's yeah it, it is um pretty remarkable in terms of like it 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 does all of the um sort of quite obvious emotional beats but it, it does them so well it does it's it, comfortable yeah. like it's a comfortable mm. watch like mm. i kept going on about the films it reminded me of prior, you know, when, as it, when it started, but that's, that familiarity is beautiful, but it doesn't mean that I'm bored by it mm. because it reminds me of all these films. It's a comfortable settling place. Mm. Uh, Rob, when, when did you last watch this film? It was a while back. Yeah. It would have, it would have been 2001 when I was in year 11, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how, how was it for you revisiting this film 20 years on? Um, the, uh, look, there's a couple. Uh, some of the imagery I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it I had kind of forgotten. But watching it, I was like, "Yeah, that's uh, exactly how I imagined it would be <laughs> from from my memory." So mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Yeah, it's very simple, very straightforward, mm-hmm. and you also use the word triggering because of it your is, own. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, <laughs> I think I think I probably didn't watch this one a lot because yeah, I, I. I got called Billy Elliot at school because I was a dancer. Right. So when this movie came out, it was kind of a nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I had no idea about your your incredible golden feet. I had no idea that you were you were a dancing boy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I did ballet and um, contemporary dance um, from year one all the way through to year twelve, mm. and um, and I only did it just just for fun for, for exercise because I didn't like, like any other sports. Was exactly. It was literally time. that my brother and sister both did hockey. And so look, look there's a lot in this film that I can relate to, mm. not the coal mining thing or the, the very British, um, uh, coal mining strike kind yeah. of background. But, um, yeah, the seeing some kid not have to get bullied and then be a success in dancing. I was like, eh, well, I, that's not for me. <laughs> so, mm, so fine. I didn't really revisit this. I haven't revisited this film since 
since mm. then. And it was wasn't like it was triggering, but I think what was more triggering was um uh the actual dance classes like mm-hmm. and all of the, the the call outs from the teacher and mm. <laughs> and the arms and placements and um all of that those French words just come flooding back I'm like oh yeah you say jeté assemblé yep (laughs) (laughs) I can I can do that it's weird it's like drilled into me I haven't done it for 20 years but um everything they were saying I was like yep I can I can do it all in my head yep (laughs) I'm hearing a potential future feature for a live show uh is how much can Rob remember from from dance class yeah well like by the end of it uh I, I remember the dancing classes would be, you would come in, the teacher would come in, yell out nine or 10 instructions, the music would start, and then you just start doing it in lines mm. and you just had to like do it super quick. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was weird and intense. And I was like, I don't want to be a professional dancer. And this is getting all a bit like it's really intense. Yeah. 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 So, so you had the opposite experience of where yeah. Billy desperately wants to be a dancer. Young Rob. Wants to be a coal I was, miner. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be a coal miner. I just, I like dancing for fun and I still mm. like dancing for fun. Um, but yeah, I wasn't interested in joining the Royal Ballet Academy. That's so, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, the, the story of the film is pretty simple. Uh, you yeah. know, young Billy, boy up in um, the, the north of England, where probably the northeast, uh, but just generally uh, in, well, Durham. Durham. That sort of area. I mm. believe that the, the the specific town he's in isn't real. Uh, I don't think Everington is an actual place. Um, but he he's a he's a young lad who's uh, he's got the world at his feet, but the world is shit, <laughs> which is a real problem because, uh, as you said, the miners' strikes. His family are a mining family. Um, his mum passed away recently, uh, so he's just having a really horrid time. And then he develops an interest in dancing when when he's having a crap time at boxing and he sees the dancing class and he's like oh i fancy a bit of that and starts dancing and then um identity issues ensue for basically everyone in the town everyone in the film um and it's it's really good i really enjoyed it i i I wasn't prepared for how much i actually enjoyed coming back to this film because it's been a similar length of time it's been 18 years since i last watched it um and I I really enjoyed it. And it might just be partly I have a slight nostalgia from having grown up in the North like that and uh, been in, not living in a situation like Billy's family was. But certainly um, a lot of things about like that community were very reminiscent of, of the communities that I grew up in before emigrating here. Um, so that was nice. It was nice to watch that and go, I don't live there. That that's a good thing to an extent, um, because because it's pretty grim. It, yeah. it is it is pretty grim. And the thing that kept surprising me is how whenever there was a moment of triumph, that that grimness was straight back in there. Yeah. I think it's most well exemplified by the climax of the film when they find out he's been accepted and his dad runs into the hall saying, "He got in. He got in." And everyone's like, "Strike's over. You know, we're going back." And it's yeah. like. It means nothing to well, they them. Even when they get him on the bus and then they go down the mine. Yeah. Yeah. And then Julie Walters is back in the gym, just mm. thankless with the... I, I don't, it's, it was a beautiful... It was a really nice way of just, um, I guess, not 
uh, undermining how horrible that time was for people. Obviously, it has to, it's an uplifting film, but it was a nice way of balancing it being uplifting, but also going... We remember. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, people, the people that that got us here. The, yeah, the, the ones, and the ones that is that got away. Yeah, because there's a danger with helped. a film like this where it's like using using it as a catalyst for a really feel good story, um, and obviously you don't want a film like this is a commercial meant to be a commercial film, and they don't want it to be too bleak. But it was this just this nice unspoken way of going. We, we we still get it. Yeah. We, st- we still understand that this is um this was not great. Yeah, just because Billy got out doesn't yeah. mean that everyone got out. It's not like he, he came back to town five years later dancing and throwing gold yeah. in the street. Like it the- was interesting <laughs> that Michael got out as well, though. Like yeah, they, I, I found that really interesting at the end because I was terrified for that kid. Normally in these kinds of films, you have the one that doesn't succeed as a warning. Yes. Um, and... This film <laughs> feels like it's going to have that. It, it doesn't quite, though. No, it was a really interesting choice at Maybe the it end. was Debbie. Maybe Debbie's the kid that didn't get out. Yeah. <laughs> Too busy trying to show her fanny oh, to, to other people. <laughs> she, as soon as that kid turned up, I was like, oh, that's right. This is the character that Tegan's going to love. Just this <laughs> little girl who's very adult. In there was so thing. much. Like, it could have. There were so many moments. Like, that fanny moment or. The, where it could have turned to a, a This Is England sort mm. of film. Like, mm. there were moments in it where I was like, this is borderline This Is England, mm. borderline Full Monty. Like, it, yeah. it's like towing this line yeah. down the middle. And every time it could go to This Is England... It went back to Full Monty. Or it suddenly goes, oh, wait, Wallace and Gromit. Like, yeah, it, it, like it's yeah. Got, it yeah. was really... They, I think that's why I was crying so much because mm. it, it was. I was always on this emotional level of like, oh, this time this place mm. sorry about all the f- that's okay um but like but then also i cry at the happy bits too <laughs> so mm. I, was, I was i'm exhausted now from how yeah. many tears i've cried yeah it it, it it is a very sort of emotionally draining film in a, in a good way in a yeah in a like, good way like because because those happy moments and those sad moments work so well together and like because because ultimately spoilers Billy succeeds, you know, and we, we the the denouement of the whole film is we see Billy as an adult dancing in Swan Lake for the Royal Theatre Society, mm. and and his dad's there, and his dad gets it, um, and like that's it, it makes all of that hardship just seem absolutely worth it. And the catalysts are believable too. Mm. Like, yes, there is a massive swing from one way to the other. For anti, him being anti ballet, than him being pro ballet, but that scene where he's smashing up the piano mm. to make the fight, and then he can't stop crying, made it so believable for me that he would change his mind. Yeah, because he that and and even the brother as well when mm. they say you're right, mum would have let you do this. I think like that's the piano was brutal yeah the piano is the one thing that i remembered about this film is because mm. i watched it so young whenever someone says billy elliot i'm like oh yeah the film where they sadly destroy a piano that's that <laughs> and it's such a small part of this film but yeah. it had a but it means so it. much it also yeah. <laughs> reminded me of the young ones where they <laughs> <laughs> of course it did where they smash up the rick's record 
record player. I was like, I wonder, I wonder if this is in homage to like the young ones and these things. There was, it, there was just, there was a literal scene where he was putting some of the piano and it looked like the balustrades from the, <laughs> from the staircase. I was mm. like, <laughs> it just made me giggle. Yeah. They were both from 1984. I think maybe that would have, must Possibly. have been it. Yeah, it was, um, it, yeah, it's, it is a very uplifting film. And I think that one of the things this film does really well from, from my viewpoint is that because those turns are believable, I think the reason those those changes are believable are because the the performances and the way that those characters are written really blend together really well. Um, I mean, the, the father, Jackie, oh, is so just wonderful. You like, like see he... his pain just... Constant, constant pain. Yeah, and uh, it it just sort of makes you go. I've known people like that. Yeah. Like you've known people that have. Yeah. Like the situation Jackie's in is awful. You know, he's recently widowed. He's got two kids. One who's working in this dying industry with him, and the other one who they've got no idea what to do yeah. with him. And, and the got... guilt of feeling like he's dragged his older son into the this career with him. Mm. And. Like and the guilt of not being able to give Billy what he wants. Yeah, and then you've also got Grandma there with the dementia as well. Yeah, which, like he's clearly frustrated at her, but at the same time, but like, she's also a connection to his wife. Yeah, like there's so many things. He's and he, he, he's amazing. Yeah, and I I just think that Gary Lewis just does a fantastic job in that role. Yeah, mm. when he punches the older son and oh, yeah. and then he's in, he's it's, inconsolable. It's just. It's just brilliant. Mm. I think working title, because this was such an early success for them, um, and they've they've really made a name um, of making these feel-good, family-friendly dramedies that walk that line between the, the drama, like engaging drama, yeah. but never pushing it too far and always always having a kind of a heartwarming feel to it. Like the, their catalogue of of films that are that play to that formula is numerous and i also what really upsets me about this film thinking about it from a a 2021 perspective this is two decades later is that this film was a a pretty big phenomenon that spawned um uh, a lot of Mm. things after it and this kind of film isn't really viable in today's market. Mm. This would be um, grittier today. I think they would. This, it, move. It, I, 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 th- I think a film like this would, like, it wouldn't get a cinema release. No. Studios wouldn't make it, um, and it would be lost on streaming somewhere. Yeah. And if if it had good word of mouth, it would get a decent following. Yeah. But I don't think it would be able to have the same kind of impact today if it was released as it did when it came out. And these kind of mid-level budget films, the the, the feel-good dramas, the romantic comedies, um, the the mid-budget action films, like they've just kind of dried up and gone, and that's that's, that's so it's, true. It's, it's very upsetting. Mm. <laughs> but why? Like, why do we think that's that's happened? Because the bigger studios need to need to make profits. And um, so they spend more money on bigger blockbusters. Um, and even if three of them fail, if one of them succeeds, it pays for the rest of them. 
Right. So they just make that, and then that's all that the cinemas are going to play. Mm. Um, and then the streaming services are the ones funding and acquiring those mid levels, yeah. aren't they, at the moment? Uh, but um, but getting getting eyes on on them because there's so much competition now is 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 quite hard. Mm. Um, so the the breakthrough ones they have to do so well to get like to get get that zeitgeist moment mm. <laughs> for them to kind of break through. And there are certainly films that do that. And, and um, there are, that's where they live now. It's just a pity that uh, you can't go to the cinemas to see them anymore. I, mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This, this film did not terribly on the, on the um, sort of awards front. I, I didn't realize mm. until doing research that although this film didn't win any Academy Awards, it was nominated for three including uh, for Best Director for um, uh, Stephen Daldry and Best Supporting Actress for... Um, Julie Walters. For Julie Walters. Um, I missed yeah. her in the second half of the film. Yeah. I, I fit the, like, reflecting back on it now, there, you know, because we're going to be obviously scoring this at the end of the film, mm. and now that the tears are subsiding, I'm thinking about the things that I miss about the film, and I really... They did address it briefly with him going to see her before he goes, but mm-hmm. there, I. She was needed, in the second half. I think in some capacity. Well, it, it it's interesting because. Her her role. Finishes, when the father realizes yeah. how special what Billy is doing, yeah, and he takes over. Yeah, which and and, and yeah. but we've but we've been introduced to her story and her narrative, and yeah. then we didn't get a so there's no payoff for yeah. her at the like. Well, there is a there there is a payoff <coughs> like you you see her back back yeah just standing by herself, which in is the sad. Studio. But I, I wonder if if we just had more, even that moment between her and the father, mm. if that was a bigger moment where he where we see his pride and his need to not take her money and, you know, and, and, mm. and for this to be f- something that he does for Billy. Yeah. More of an understanding there and, her, and, and maybe an internal challenge that she has with that. I just wanted, I wanted one more thing with her. Should she have been at the theater at the end? Would, would that have been? That could have been it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I doesn't, it's more interesting that she she's not there. Mm. Like, but maybe we need something. I mean, she's in that horrible marriage they talk about. Even Debbie, like, mm. now that you've seen Michael, I think we just, you know, we've touched on this before. You've seen Michael at the theatre at the end. It's like, Debbie never got out. No. Mm. And you just go, and she, you know, all, guess, all that. I guess she's the warning then. Yeah, the I'll show you my it. fanny, even that sort of line, which probably was put in as a joke line but also there's a whole other dark undertone <laughs> for what it's like to be a female in that group yeah. even this you know the fact that the girls are all going can we join in now when she's focusing on billy like you were saying it's oh yeah yeah the, for the preferential boy, treatment when you're boys. the only boy in a ballet class yeah and, and always getting the solos yeah, yeah like there's She's the one that didn't get out. Like these are these are the undertones where I'm like, I want more of that. <laughs> you want more this is England. That, that's I think well, but unfortunately, I think the film is called Billy Elliot. But if it was like probably twenty minutes him. longer, they could be but it's <laughs> still about Billy Elliot because he still gets out, but then you see these elements of like what happened to the well, other I, you think, know. I think 
they're there. They're hinted at, and you can fill in that in your mind yeah. Yeah. as much as you need to. Yeah, and I think also maybe the fact that Billy gets out is the miraculous thing because, I mean, obviously the, the fallout from the, the minor strike and the economic devastation that happened to those big mining communities in England um, as a result of of what happened there, the fact that somebody got out from that through their their passion for dance or through their art form yeah. as opposed to you know where everyone else was which was stuck um is is i guess the more remarkable thing and uh, like we as cruel as it sounds we don't actually need to see what happens with debbie we don't need to know that oh yeah the, the grandma died peacefully in her sleep no we don't do that i just like, i just but, but <laughs> debbie i Debbie, I just feel for. And and to an extent, I also think we we don't need to know more about about Miss Wilkinson. I actually that that last yeah. you're right. That last scene of her just standing there mm. smoking in the yeah. thing was quite beautiful. I think that I think for me it was that moment between the dad and her. Mm. You wanted more there. Just one little bit more of It's them, also hard though because like of them hating each other but getting each other. Yeah. And they're from two different worlds. Mm. I think it's like they those two characters also like that because they're so bottled up. They just they wouldn't they wouldn't real really do much. Yeah. They wouldn't they wouldn't have an emotional outburst or like it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You I, can still have a quiet moment of understanding though. I, I it, yeah. I also don't know that Miss Wilkinson actually changes that much in this film. That there isn't really an arc. No, she her. doesn't need. She doesn't need an arc. I just want. She's just the. She's just. She's a. She's ca- the helper. She's I want more pain. I want more pain. Like I don't know her pain. <laughs> you wanted to ugly cry. I you wanted did. Her to I go didn't go get the ugly cry. I'll go home and watch me. This Is England. Yeah. All oh, the ugly cry in that. No, no. Yeah. Go home and watch um. Uh, and then we danced. And then we. Oh, all right. Find I'll it. watch that. Yeah, I'll yeah. find it. Um. But yes, so Julie Walters though, quick shout out for her. I she's love her so much. she's marvelous. She's always marvelous. And she's not a dancer. No, which is really wow. impressive. She she had to Yeah. Do, do, uh, Rob... She's a comedian. I like yeah. I mm. watching her as a comic mm. over the last years and seeing her do her beautiful stuff. Mm. I love her so much. Rob, do you think maybe this was she was overlooked in terms of the um Academy Award if uh, who was she up against? Well, I can tell you, uh, she was up against um, Frances McDormand for Almost Famous, uh, um, Kate Hudson also for Almost Famous, Ooh. Judy Dench in Chocolat, huh. and the winner, Marsha Gray Harden from Pollock. Ah, okay. Oh, she played the yeah. wife, didn't she? Mm. In that? I look, man, that just you reading out those names and those films. God, it was such a different time mm. two well, decades ago. My yeah. God. And it, just in terms of best director as well, because obviously um, Stephen Daldry was up for best director. Uh, he was up against Ang Lee for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wow. Uh, Steven Soderbergh for Aaron Brockovich, Ridley Scott for Gladiator, and Steven Soderbergh again for the one that he won for, which was Traffic. Mm. Uh, um, that's right. That was... Yeah. I Look, it's... I guess... Aaron Brockovich is something that feels kind of on par with this in terms of that mm. drama, feel good sort of thing. But I, I, I don't think I don't feel that Billy Elliot was overlooked. I, I'm, I'm glad it got a few nods in there. Mm. Um, but 
uh, they, the other films are all perfectly um, eligible winners as well. Mm. I th- This film doesn't... It's weird because I'm, I can't help but think about this in the context of all of the other films that have come after it mm. that are in the same vein as it. And, and watching this again, what struck me was how uh, simple and straightforward it was and how... It, like it was almost bare bones those emotional beats yeah. that you need and the films that i've seen afterwards have maybe been a little bit more elegant in how they do it or they've had a bit more substance mm. um in terms of the the context of things going on and side characters or they've been more fleshed out um and so this this just felt quite light to me or sparse in a way but um but then again, it's it's come before all this the films that I'm thinking about. So uh, it there's no way it's not such a massive influence yeah. on on the kinds of films that came after it. It's funny because I, and I watch it thinking about the films that came before it. Like I think mm. a, like Little Voice is the film that I first yeah, yeah. thought of when I saw this, which was ninety six. When is this? 90... This is 2000. 2000. So there's the... And then the Full Monty, which was 97, mm. 97, 98. And so like, like they could almost fall into a trilogy, those films in a way. So it's interesting that maybe this was the first... Well, I mean, Full Monty was big Full as Monty well. broke out. That yeah. was huge too. Mm. So, but it's that, that... The British formula, but this one kind of took it and ran with it and mm. the, the other films went, that's the formula we yeah, like. Took it and... Dance with it down the street to yeah. some T-Rex. Second positioned it into stardom. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Rob, the, the use of music in this film, because uh, we've established Tegan loves some T-Rex. Um, yeah. what, what did you think of the way that the um, the soundtrack was used in this film? Uh, about a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just... I thought it, like, yeah, I it, it, it certainly, look, it establishes time and place really well. Yeah. Um, but T-Rex is 70s glam, like mm. primarily using that and then saying that it's the brothers' favourite music as mm. well. Yeah. That, that was awesome, kind of this another layering of character with his mm. brother who's worried that his, his, his little brother is mm. a poofter, mm. for want of a better word. But, um, and he's listening to yeah. iconic <laughs> um, gender-bending glam in T-Rex. Mm. I was like, those that was really cool, those yeah. little bits and pieces. I did quite enjoy that little montage sequence where we saw all of the family dancing, or in the dad's case, not really dancing, just sort of generally cleaning himself. <laughs> um, but but the, the rest of them, how they interacted with music and how they did that mm. through dance. And we saw grandma like doing the ballet bar stuff with the yeah. fireplace and things like that. It was, mm. that was a really lovely sequence. And I also really loved that it ended when Billy got home. And as soon as he shut the kitchen door, music just cuts out. And I was like, yeah. mm. they do that a couple of times with the, the music yeah. becoming didactic from non-didactic with the headphones and with mm. the, um, what he's dancing to. I will say, I think that the end of the, the very end of the film sequence felt a little truncated and mm. clunky to me. Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, you, you didn't milk this for the for all the emotion that was there mm. for it. You you kind of left left us with blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> because it and then and then and then the actual music editing 
between shocking between the, that was terrible the, the barney uh, uh the no the born matthew born yeah swan like to young billy elliot and then into the credits and they're all what different was that tracks. credit song yeah. <laughs> was it was that was a little it clean. sounded like i can believe i can fly from space jam like it was <laughs> reminding me of that horrific stuff that, yeah but you know that's um yeah that, it, i guess if the audience are there by then you can get away with that. Yeah. I just thought like, oh man, not, not seeing. But if they can't show Swan him. Lake, they can show the, like it would be yeah, beautiful to watch, to see. just sit for two minutes with the audience responding yeah, to how he's a little performing. panning shot across like Tony and yeah. Jackie and Michael uh, as they're all just and then like a c- And away. then just a waft of cigarette maybe up the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, swings is. up to the back and there's Julie Walters. No, no, no. It's, it's, what's her name? It's the daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, Debbie. It's Debbie. <laughs> With the lollipop in her mouth. Yeah. Still. Yeah. No fanny out. <laughs> At the Royal Ballet. No. I'd... <laughs> Look, it, the, it's it's fine that it like it ends right right where he's a star. Mm. He's or he's just gonna about to become a star. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just technically, I thought that was a little bit clunky, mm. but that's fine. Yeah, and it's. It, I mean, ultimately, it's all just very well put together. Like I thought, all the the way it interspersed. Billy's turmoil with the very external turmoil of the miners' strike and those police in riot gear chasing people. And down. how normal that was yeah. when she's doing that stick across the wall <laughs> and then it turns into the riot police. Yeah. That's gorgeous. And the fact that we see the, the the riot police who are, you know, largely in film whenever you see police acting in that way are dehumanized. The and fact that we, we we see them playing like some sort of cricket or yeah, something. Yeah, they're playing um isn't that that's isn't that English cricket? What do they call it? No, French doing... cricket. When yeah. you throw it up and you smack That's it with That's right. A stick. Yeah, but yeah. they're just playing on a, on like a field while Billy yeah, walks past. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Like it's there was just lots of little nice touches there, which I think did a really good job of sort of not dehumanizing any element yeah. of it because we we have no characters in the police force that we can be like, oh, but Vic's in the coppers and he's all right. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't get that, but we see them like even very early on in the film when Billy recovers his grandmother when she's wandering and we see the cops just mm. setting up they've just like got their shields out and they're getting their helmets on and which stuff. is an interesting choice for films representing that time because mm. the cops were so demonized mm. because of what they represented yeah with but regards think, to the um politics of the time yeah but i think it was i think that was quite important for, mm. the, for the film to do that not to say oh these coppers are all right or oh it's you know it's all it's all fine yeah what what but just having those little moments to be like, oh, they're not robots. They're yeah. not unhuman. Um, and again, I think the transition we see with Jackie from when he's in the, the picket line with his son and he's shouting scab, scab, scab at the bus. And then the when bus. he's on that bus, oh. it's heartbreaking. And again, I'm like, that's, that's some good picking up the slack parenting right there where he like makes that decision to like, well, Billy needs... Two thousand pound to go to London, mm. do the thing. I'm going to cross that picket line. Yeah. Do you think this story works without that context? If, if it's not nostalgic, or if, if it's not doesn't have that underlying hardship behind it? I think what the, what it does that works quite well is the minor strike allows the film to use a lot of shorthand. It allows the mm. film to go. We don't need to be told that the father's betraying these values that he believes in because from like a cultural perspective of knowing what the miners strike is i think the film sets it up very well where it's like here's the strike here's the side they're on oh for him to 
to actually support his son. He's yeah. got to like go against a big part of what he believes yeah. in. Um, but it's, the, I, just sets stakes well. Yeah. It yeah. also sets it like I think it's in combination with um, being a, a widower and being, um, you know, having a having a relationship with his oldest son that's falling apart, and then having it's all the combination of it because the minor strike. Yeah. He's not seen as stoic one way or the other. It's seen as it's where it's set during that strike. I think is mm. really important too. Where it's it's they're they're fighting for nothing at this mm. point because the unions are about to cave. Mm. So it's it's a matter of principle. I think that just adds another depth bit of depth yeah. to his character. And then obviously, like the more the more pressure you can put on them, the then yeah. the the more the turn means something significant. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about um, if it like why wasn't it set in 2000? Um, like it, it's a very specific choice to to put it, mm. and and I know that's because the the writer grew up in that time and it and it's partially autobiographical, mm. Mm. but also um, there's also something about these stories where you um so, something about stories set in in a past that makes it feel nostalgic and also makes you maybe um forgive uh the hardships of the time mm. and like well we're so much better now like that wouldn't happen now billy it would be fine like it makes you feel comfortable when you get out of the cinema to think that <laughs> even though it might not necessarily be the case but there's something about it, maybe it would be a different that. setting maybe Maybe it wouldn't be necessarily in a mining town. It would be, oh, it'd still be some, somewhere. Maybe like my parent, my family's from Nottingham. Mm. You could probably set this in two thousand in Nottingham. Mm. Yeah, you know, coming from um, a welfare council estate, yeah. it would still probably work because mm. you still have the same sort of issues around. Yeah, um, gender. I, just think, and I think there's identity. just something something about removing it from yeah. modern day that helps with the feel good factor of it because mm. uh, you can it, it feels removed from where we are now and also yeah. for a large so, part of the audience they can be like I remember 1984 oh I remember yeah. double denim you know like things like yeah. that yeah there yeah. is there is certainly that element um, it's it's an interesting one and I, I I think it's also interesting you bring up the point of um Oh well, something like that wouldn't happen nowadays. Like the, the like the whole idea of a boy dancing, you're bloody daft, like that kind yeah. of thing. I think that's absolutely still something that exists. But I also think it's really interesting the impact this film had on encouraging boys to go and dance. Mm. It's something that uh, will come up in the trivia section for shortly. sure. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it's. I, I think this film had a had a pretty phenomenal impact, particularly considering it's a an early film from this new production company, this working title company, and it's a BBC film. BBC films are not usually ground-shattering. We we just did the Doctor Who film from 1996 <laughs> last week. <laughs> Far from earth-shattering. Um, but th- th- this film did did have a massive impact. And I think it is partly just because it, it nailed those things which to the extent that they became the tropes that we now associate this film with. Mm. It helped cement those things, which maybe existed in earlier films. But it's almost like Billy Elliot went, this is how we do it. This is it codified now. This is how you do that sort of feel-good, 
fish out of water, but very much still in water sort of um, film, this sort of situation. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I don't know if a film from 2000 would deal with gender and sexuality as well as this film <coughs> does as well. I mean, I don't think some we dealt would with... And some, some wouldn't touch it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, but I don't know if we dealt with them so um, subtly and nicely as they did. But I know it's, I say subtle and Michael's wearing a dress. But, like, but just to have a side character who is also a best friend, mm. who you've got other people's coming-of-age stories happening too yeah. through the eyes of Billy. Mm. Mm. We, that's, that was a, I find that quite groundbreaking for mm. a film... And- and maybe it's to do with the fact that it's set in the eight. Maybe this is where that yeah. nostalgia works as well. But that, that's why I think those characters intrigued me so much because mm. I thought the what they did with Michael was beautiful. Yeah, and Billy being so supportive of him. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it's very clear that the men, quote-unquote, like the grown-up men in this world, are not supportive of a homosexual identity. Like, you know, no. the fact that, that Billy... And other characters are using the term "puff" and things and like Billy that. And Billy is, but Billy is comfortable with his sexuality. Yeah. To have a kid so grounded and comfortable with himself. Yeah. That it's not, he's not affronted. A lot of the time, when people call him a puff, he's not that affronted by it. Mm. It's just at the start until he's like, "No, I like dance." And then when he's having that conversation with his dad right at the start, he's like, "I'm not a puff." Yeah. A lot of like, I I can comfortably say that. And then when he meets a friend who is, who is gay. Mm. It's not an issue. Yeah. It's a surprise. And I, I and then it's like... And I really like the fact that in his goodbye, he gave him a kiss on the cheek. I know, it's where it was gorgeous. Like, it was like, like I'm supportive of you. And yeah. like, you're still my friend. Yep. And like, they've yeah. kept in touch. I think, you know, I guess what that's what they're alluding to at the end with Michael being at the show is that they've kept in touch and they've been mm. a huge part of each other's life. I, I find that really... I don't think you. I don't think we've seen films deal with it, particularly films about eleven-year-olds mm. in this sort of coming-of-age world. I don't think we've seen films deal with it that mm. um, interestingly yeah. and respectfully. From two thousand. From two thousand. Yeah. I, I would even from two thousand. Mm. I think we were still streets behind back mm. then. Would you guys like some trivia about Billy Elliot? Yes, please. Lay it on me. Okay, all of this trivia comes from IMDb. So if it's not true. Don't blame me. <laughs> Jamie Bell took ballet and other dance classes while he was in secondary school, which caused him to often be ridiculed by his peers. Very much the Rob Woods experience. <laughs> uh, we're now going to call it. Uh, he used some of these experiences as inspiration when he was playing Billy Elliot. So he drew on real life experience of people doing this to him. We haven't even talked about how beautiful he his performance was. Well, then let's do it. I. <laughs> it was... Br- oh. Stunning. Jamie Bell is sensational in this. Stunning performance. Yeah, he he is. And playing off other actors, like giving Julie Walters a run for her money and just those moments of play, like piss off, you piss off in the car. I think the fact that we haven't (gasps) discussed him is maybe a tantamount to just how good a job he did. Because he is so, he's woven throughout this entire film. There are very few scenes that don't have Billy in them. And that, and it, and it all works, and it's all great. And a large part of it is, yeah, it is him reacting to it. Mm. But he's so much a part of the film, you almost you forget to talk about him because he is the film to an extent. 
the, the maturity yeah. of his performance hmm. and the uh, the play there's playfulness in it there's imp- it looks like there's improvised moments in it as mm. well where just his reactions to things or <coughs> he never just gets up and walks he kind of looks around and sniffs and kind mm. of you know the way he holds his body mm. iconic yeah. yeah it's very naturalistic and very charming yeah he's, yeah. he's very he's very enigmatic yeah. In close-ups as well. Mm. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, Jamie was going through puberty at the time of filming, so some of his dialogue had to be post-synced as his voice had broken uh, during the production. Uh, the opening scene in which he jumps up and down on the bed to uh, T-Rex's Cosmic Dancer was shot over a lengthy period of time, and for the later takes, um, Bell had acquired hair on his legs and had to have his legs shaved so that they still looked like a, a prepubescent <laughs> boy's legs. You can almost, you can see it a bit. You can see mm. his face sort of change a little bit, which works in the time frame. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because um, it's about a year this film takes place over. So it, it reminded me, like, like my, my daughter hang, hung out with, she's friends with three identical triplets, who mm-hmm. are, um, which is quite, and they're all musicians. They're like triplet Hanson. Mm. Um, <laughs> and they were jamming yesterday. And I first saw them at the start of the year um, when they were, you know, 12 and tiny. And now they've, it's over the last 10 months, they've obviously puberty started to kick in. Mm. And you, the the way boys change is like that. Yeah. It's so quick to see them now. I'm like, oh, you're not children anymore. You, you, you're teenagers now. Mm. But it took 10 months to go from yeah these three little handsome boys mm. to um, to teenagers. <laughs> it's like Captain America getting the super soldier serum. He just steps <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. I'm a man yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Julie Walters had no previous experience with ballet before this film, as you said, Rob. Um, while filming, she was also going through menopause. And so she was uh, struggling with the moves and hot sweats. Uh, she said she reminded herself of the hippopotamus from Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> Which Lovely. is just a very funny way of putting that. But I, I almost I almost feel that may have benefited her in totally. this film, playing this frustrated middle-aged middle yeah. england woman Un- what is it unfulfilled unfulfilled mum's unfulfilled mum's unfulfilled yeah. yeah she's she's just absolutely cracking in this though she's yeah. superb the cinematographer brian tafana deliberately shot the mining village in a claustrophobic manner to emphasize how close-knit the community was and how frustrating it could be for a creative talent like billy for the dance scenes however he opened up the field of focus to show how liberating dance was for oh, our young awesome. hero mm. and it, it it is a very nicely shot film and there are some lovely I'm just thinking, like, you, it's mainly just that one telephoto shot of the street with the <laughs> with the, the ocean behind yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, like, but that's, that's the one. But that's that gorgeous. Yeah. yeah and the, the that's, the, they, that's like I, the poster. That's yeah. like iconic. I love that he plays with that in the town like Malice mm. mon, monta- dance sequence thing yeah. because you've got the enclosed spaces. Mm. You see the two worlds encroaching on one another mm. in that in that sequence. Plus that song is killer. Oh, it's great. 
Um, a January 2020 New York Times article about the latest touring production of Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake profiled four male dancers in the show. Three of the four men, who were aged between 22 and 34 when the article was published, mentioned Billy Elliot as a major influence on their decision to dance um, and to become dancers. The article noted that none of the men experienced much prejudice when they began to dance, perhaps because of what um, the former Guardian dance critic Judith Mackerel called the Billy Elliot effect. Awesome. Which did not extend to my school. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I just bro. used it as, a, as yeah. more fodder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... It didn't hit Australia. Yeah. That, um... yeah. yeah. I think it, no, I think I, it was weird. I feel like I was. Um, everyone kept telling me to watch it mm. because they were like, it's you. I'm like, and so I just like. I shied away from it. I was like, ah, oh, mm. don't put me in that box. Yeah. <laughs> That's not me. I don't love dance like that. Yeah. Rob Woods famously hates boxes, so keep keep him out of them. Yeah. He's gotta be free like a like a open focus shot with the sea behind him. <laughs> uh, the final bit of trivia, the original title for this film was Dancer not Billy Elliot. Uh, when the film was shown at the Cannes Film Festival, Dancer in the Dark won the Palom d'Or, prompting <gasps> confusion <laughs> because they're like, what, two films with dance in the name? Um, Universal Pictures called the director, producers and screenwriters um, of of this film to congratulate them on winning the Palom the, the d'Or <laughs> oh, no. before they went, no, no, that was the other film with Dancer in the title. A very different film. <laughs> yeah, realising that they had to change the name um, they settled for Billy Elliot. They just went, let's just use the main character's name. I'm glad oh, they should have. Yeah. It's, it's, it works perfectly. Yeah, Dancer doesn't feel like a great no. title. So, it's very vague. Yeah. Also, but, uh, like having someone's name as a title is also a dangerous thing, but it's, mm. it's more specific than, than Dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Cole Dancer. Cole Dancer. Oh, all that remains is for us to score the film and Tegan, it was your first time watching Billy Elliot, so you get to go first. What would you give Billy Elliot out of ten? I will give Billy Elliot eight and a half banger gongs out of ten. Mm. Um It was really beautiful. Um I I think I'm taking away points because of the, the ending. I think I You're right, blue balls was the best term for it. It just kind of ended mm. and I went there's something that I wanted a bit it's more not out as of triumphant this. as I expected. Mm. Yeah, um, still good though. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Banger gongs because T Rex is awesome. It, they certainly are. <laughs> uh, what about yourself, Rob? What would you give this film uh, out of ten? About a seven. I'll give it. I'll give it a seven. That's tap dancing, not ballet. Out of ten. <laughs> yeah. He was. Maybe he should have gone into tap. Like I mean, that this... was so. That's why I'm taking more points up because I was like, there wasn't enough. <coughs> I don't think he would have got in with that audition <laughs> and punching a kid. Mm. I um, that was a bit unbelievable. Yeah, having auditioned for various arts organisations, yeah. both on both sides of the table, yeah, I can guarantee that decking somebody uh, will will see yeah. you frowned upon and not showing any sk- like they the way they the way they framed that it was like when he did his dance, they were all like, "Boo, <laughs> the f- is this kid?" And then it was like. Dancing makes it like electricity. And they were like, oh, in. I was like, yeah. no, 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 not enough. You need to have seen a bit more of his no, talent. But he cares. Skill. So clearly he's good at art. That's how this works, right? Yeah. It's like, you they sit- teach you the ballet. They, you don't need to have the skill. Which is you fine. Have they the set passion. all that up. But I was like, but you, in that scene, though, that panel were like, this kid is balls. Why? 
Why is he here? Mm. And then they were like, all right, fine. We have to let him in because it's the film. He's the lead character. Because he's from a mining town. We don't exist without this kid being it's, here. It was honestly like we have a quota to fill where yeah. we have to get... Um, we can't yeah. make Swan Lake with an all-male cast unless we have We need more boys. We haven't hit our boy quota. Like, yeah. Uh, Even if they, they like need that, more boys. I, that would have been boys. fine. Like if that was the reason he got in, would you have liked to see? But they're like they're all sat around afterwards, making coffee in the canteen, going, "That kid was rubbish." Yeah, but boy quota. But we need a boy. <laughs> it would have that that was yeah, but that would have made it believable, and then he could have proved them wrong and been amazing. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole saying. other film. That's Billy Elliot too. Two. Mm. Which you know they could go back and reshoot that last scene now with <laughs> yeah, yeah with Jamie Bell at the right age. And yeah. then just do the sequel while they're at it. Yeah, Billy Elliot too. Uh, dancer dancing. in the city. <laughs> <laughs> dancer in the light. For me. Lost, <laughs> lost in New York. <laughs> Billy Elliot lost in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that that's as funny if it's an adult that's lost, I'll be honest. <laughs> Having been an adult who has been lost in New York, it's not fun. Oh, me too. It's not a no, film experience. No, it's not fun. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of rats. There is! Yeah. It's... It's not great. So many rats. I lo- love New York, but there are a lot the of rat- rats. And they're massive. Mm. I saw a subway rats when I was there. I was like, yeah. mm-mm. That's because they keep eating the sandwiches. The subway was flooded when I was there. <laughs> was it? Was, it was just after a Hurricane Sandy. So I wow. just walked around the streets in minus 40 degree weather <gasps> <gasps> at like 12 o'clock at night because I demanded to see um, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master projected in 70 millimeter film. And it was the only place playing it. Well, you got to do it. That you is the most, do what you got to do. That is the most Robert Wood story I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm so pleased that, that it exists. For me, um, I really enjoyed this. I had a great time. I felt some emotions. Uh, I, I had some happy moments and some sad moments. Um, and I think the film, it really achieves what it set out to do. Yeah. There, there are a few things looking at it 20 years on where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, there's a few bits I'm... I think the ending is a little bit pants now as well, now that you've said it. Um, but but it, it still largely works. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it eight and a half destroyed pianos out of ten. It was... Um, oh, I'm going to cry again. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, but but that that's the thing that stuck with me the first time, and it's, it's sticking with me again. So, um, yeah, Billy Elliot, turns out. Pretty good film. Uh, <laughs> Rob and Tegan, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. My pleasure. No worries. Just don't make me watch the musical. We won't. Uh, <laughs> and for those of you listening at home, thank you for joining us. Um, we have got a couple more uh, audience choice films coming up. Which ones? Uh, well, uh, there's our monster movie, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. We asked you to vote for a monster movie. Uh, there'll be another poll in November, which... Uh, uh, I haven't revealed what it is yet. So uh, if you want to find out what that poll will be, go to facebook.com and search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club and you'll get news there. And then, of course, they get to pick a Christmas film because uh, that's how this goes. It was Critters 4. That's what it <laughs> <Yay>! was. <laughs> um, we are also available on Patreon. You can become an official member of the Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash podcast and you can get extra bonus goodies there. And, of course, subscribe. Please and thank you. Uh, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and you'll get a new episode each and every week. But that's Ooh. all. Ooh. But that's all for this week. So <laughs> uh, until next time, goodbye. Bye. Ta-ra.
You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.